Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Frank Burton. Over the next 45 minutes, I'm going to be playing an incredible mix of music and saying some really profound things, hopefully. I'm not sure what I'm going to say yet, but I'm in that kind of mood. You know what I mean? Like I could crack the secret of existence, and we're only on episode three. That's what kind of show this is. Serious. Shout out to the proprietors of the Crafty Brunch Cafe in Stockport. I'm on to you. I'm an armchair detective, that much is true. I'll tell you what else is provable, folks. Your establishment is a glorified pickpocketing scam. It's that sign on the wall, isn't it? Management accepts no responsibility for any possessions lost whilst on these premises. Ha! I suppose it's none of my business, but I've taken the liberty of comparing your publicly available accounts records with the local crime stats. You don't attract many visitors, and the ones you do attract invariably end up losing their wallets. Coincidence? Now, I'm yet to alert the authorities on my findings. This isn't blackmail, guys. I just think you should put your money where your mouth is and sponsor this podcast. I have no qualms about handling your dubiously sourced funds. It's all worthwhile in the name of awesome music. I don't have a sponsor for the next episode yet, so please do get in touch ASAP. Otherwise, just saying. This edition is actually sponsored by your rival establishment, Manchester's very own Carb Kingdom. The only vegan restaurant in existence, which doesn't serve vegetables unless it's potato. The world-famous home of the Auntie Atkins, that's their signature dish. A pasta, rice, porridge and chip sandwich. Nowhere near as gross as it sounds, guys. An irresistible blend of herbs and spices makes the anti-Atkins a meal to die for. Their words, not mine. Not sure if that's a coded health warning. Details on the website, including a voucher code for 7.5% discount for ragbag listeners. 7.5%, that's, well, better than nothing, I suppose. Keep up the good work.
Shout out to Alistair Tracy, a listener who claims to be my brother from another mother, no less. So technically that's half-brother. I'll have you know, my father was a one-woman man. He's constantly bragging about his lack of extramarital affairs for some reason. He'd get ripped by his mates at work, but he didn't care. It was a point of pride. So if you're going to make these kind of allegations, Alistair, please furnish me with some DNA evidence first. I'll await your response. Sadly, my dad's no longer around to provide an explanation. He's not dead, as far as I know. He went out to buy a newspaper back in 2004 and never came back. But that's a tale for another time.
So we're on episode three, and already the online conspiracy theories are mounting. There seems to be a small group of listeners out there who are convinced I'm recording these podcasts from prison. It's not true, but it interests me that I somehow gave you that impression. What do you think I did? As anyone who knows me will tell you, I've only ever been in prison once. Another story for another time. Maybe it'll accidentally slip out in a future edition. A big thank you to Reagan from Texas for the shipment of Loganberry Jam. Absolutely exquisite, my friend. It's made this whole experience worthwhile. Uh, I suppose I ought to thank everyone else who's taken it upon themselves to send me the homemade jam. I do appreciate the gesture, guys. I was kind of being flippant when I asked people to send me their jam. I honestly can't figure out whether these are truly heartfelt gifts or if it's like pity jam or something. In any case, I must say some ragbag listeners are really bad at making jam. I hope you realise that. I don't mean to single you out, Karen Gruber, but your attempted blueberry preserve is vile to the point at which I began to suspect this was some kind of deliberate personal insult. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and assume that you are entirely well-meaning and just happen to be incredibly bad at making jam. I assume you're a very nice person. I'm not questioning that. Just find another means of expressing your appreciation. Sounds ungrateful, I know. Harsh but fair. Mark McTell reckons he can drive without using his windscreen wipers. He can see straight through a sheet of running water as though it's not there at all. Who do you think you are, King Canute? Don't accept a ride from him in the rain. He'll start telling you about some loophole in the bylaws that states you're not actually obliged to use your wipers, even in a snowstorm. He's making it up as he goes along. And whatever you do, stay away from David Harpy from Brussels. He's tried the same trick with headlights. Think about that.
Belinda Ishmael drives a car with a license plate that closely resembles the word Kremlin. She reckons it isn't personalised. What's she hiding? Stevie Breck claims to have invented his own language. Sad news, Stevie, you haven't. I know you spent seven and a half years meticulously rewriting the dictionary, but it's just anagrams. It doesn't count. 
Miguel Franz from Lisbon, I'm on to you. We're not Facebook friends, but your profile is publicly viewable. Now that's enough bragging about your bedroom activities online. That's no way to talk about the mother of your future child. Oh, you uh, you didn't know about that, did you? Trust me, my research is accurate and I'm rarely wrong in these matters. Just talk to her, Miguel. Treat her nicely. Congratulations on the unexpected turn of events. And don't try to deny it's yours, like you usually do. I've taken the liberty of saving the screenshots of your status updates just in case they mysteriously disappear. I know what you're going to say, Miguel. What's it got to do with you, stranger? Nothing, I suppose. Stay away from Miguel France. One more thing, Miguel. That one child of yours, whose existence you do acknowledge, the one you claim to care about, oh, the irony, Miguel. Talk to the mother. Get some tests done, that's all I'm saying. I'll leave it at that. Now here's a bit of fun, folks. Sonny from Wolverhampton's been in touch with a message for his friend Dynamo. He says, Pineapple, pineapple, coal mine, forte, cologne, wooden, wooden pineapple, breeze, breeze, Hefner, Baptist slime, Piccadilly slime, pineapple, Fargo meme. Presumably, Dynamo, you've been able to decode that message, and I'm sure it's hilarious. Maybe it's a joke at my expense. I'm all for it, staying on the side of good taste, of course. My only concern, and call me paranoid if you like, is that maybe I've become unwittingly involved in some kind of criminal activity. Have I just passed on some kind of drug smuggler's rendezvous point? It's an ingenious ruse if that's the case. Why bother with a dark web when you can communicate via a coded shout-out? Great stuff anyway. Keep it coming.
Congratulations to our competition winner. It was a trick question. The answer was yes. Good bit of sideways thinking. Gumbert in Mozambique. You're now the proud owner of a set of silent maracas. 100% beadless for hours of non-existent percussion. You'll have to pay the postage yourself, I'm afraid. I was really hoping this competition would be a one-off feature. As you know, I'm against the idea of competitiveness. It goes against my every belief. Unfortunately, some helpful soul has kindly donated yet another competition prize. Thank you, Brian from Sutton Coldfield. Get a load of his email. He says, hi, mate. Mate, we've never met. Hi, mate. Nice idea of yours to introduce a competition to the podcast. It wasn't my idea, Brian. I'll happily donate my gold-plated cheese grater as a prize for your next edition. Look, it's very kind of you, Brian. I do thank you. I will indulge you on this one isolated occasion. So listeners, get in touch for your chance to win a gold-plated cheese grater courtesy of Brian in Southern Coalfield. It's a trick question again, but I'm telling you it's a trick question, right? Name the odd one out. Is it one, two, three, or four? 
Think about it, but don't overthink it. Yeah? The answer is right there in front of you. Name the odd one out. One, two, three, or four. If no one gets it, I'm keeping the cheese grater. And I'll say this now categorically, this is the last competition we're ever going to do. Let's not let this get out of hand in any way. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, if you want. Uh, the handle is ragbagfrank, if you want. It's just an idea, it's just a suggestion. You don't have to. The Facebook page is... Whatever the Facebook page is called, I don't know. Ragbag Podcast, that's the one. Go on Facebook, like it. Like it on Facebook, if you want.
A drunken stranger on a train once told me they didn't believe in ghosts or reincarnation as such but they did believe that when a person's spirit leaves their body they turn into an airborne disease and whoever catches them becomes temporarily possessed he seemed to have a great deal of medical evidence he could even name studies analyzing how even the mildest viral infection can bring about subtle alterations to their host personalities. Oh, nonsense, obviously, but interesting nonsense. The kind of nonsense I'll happily spend time thinking about, speculating upon. A couple of years after my father's disappearance, I caught a cold and couldn't stop thinking about this crackpot theory. I couldn't stop thinking about my dad, wondering whether he were alive or dead. And if he was dead, had I somehow managed to catch him? My dad had always been a different kind of character to me. He liked sports, cars, action movies. I like music, books and Fellini. So it came as quite a surprise to me that during that cold, I'd never been more similar to my old man. I muttered half-remembered football chants in time to my own footsteps. And as I wandered the streets, I wondered, could it be possible that I'd temporarily contracted my father's spirit? There were plenty of questions I wanted to ask this mystery infection. Why did he feel the need to walk out on his family? Was he happier after he left? Had he found what he was looking for? If so, what was it? But my code didn't speak my language. Did this mean that my father was dead? Not necessarily. The drunken stranger described the transformation process as taking place when a person's spirit leaves their body. If I was indeed possessed by my old man's spirit, could it be the case that he was still out there living his life, wandering around without a soul, without an essence? Anything was possible. 
As the days progressed, my antibodies fought the infection. With each cough, each sneeze, each blow of the nose, I was exercising my father's macho spirits. Then, one morning, he was gone again. A few weeks later, I ran into the drunken stranger who'd first proposed the theory to me. It was a different train this time. It was morning. The stranger was no longer drunk. He was clean-shaven, dressed in a business suit. He didn't recognize me. So I reminded him how we'd first met. I told him about the code I'd had and how I'd become convinced I'd been possessed by my father's spirit. I said, what do you think of the idea that a person's soul can leave their body before their physical death? Have there been any studies you know of? The stranger glanced from side to side and placed a finger to his lips. said softly, this is the quiet coach. On a separate subject, philistinepress.com. Have a look on there. philistinepress.com. Whoever you are, whatever your interests, it's really, really good. And subscribe to this podcast via your preferred provider. Write us a four-star review. I would ask for five, but that would be highly presumptuous of me. What if you didn't like it that much? Three is an absolute minimum. Come on, it's worth at least three. Yeah? That's your lot. Until next time. All track listings can be found at frankburton.co.uk and listen. If you're a fan of this show and you would like to show your support, all you have to do is visit the aforementioned website frankburton.co.uk or go to Amazon or something like that and buy a copy of my book, A History of Sarcasm. There's another one coming out which I'll tell you about in due course as well unless you're listening in the future, in which case you'll know about it already. You know, that one. Marching.